let the day go by without wishing you a happy, happy birthday up there in Connecticut. And I'll be up there soon, so, you know, look out. I'll be there to see you. Today is a special day. It's the day that everything will go your way. Today is the day that you were born. I said, you, 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 you got it going on. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Hey. Now, how am I going to go behind this? <laughs> Paul, happy birthday. And I wish you a, a wonderful day. When you see this, I can't wait to even see your face when you see this video. But we love you and happy birthday. Happy birthday, VP. And you thought we forgot, but we didn't. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome everyone to Remotely Renee, where we have fun every week. We're having more fun because more of you guys are joining in, engaging with us. So thank you for all the people that are tweeting us, commenting on uh, YouTube, and just being engaged. Like, it's really crazy now that everyone's talking about how Paul and Snook always bicker and how Cole needs to get some more points. It's like everyone's rooting for Cole to score now when it comes to Roses. It's like... <laughs> You guys get it, and I love it. So let me welcome in my two-lit crew right now. We have Nicole Young, which is my sister, my Snooka Booker, which is my mom, Berlia Montgomery, and then my VP, Paul Garino. What's up? What's up, you guys? How's y'all's week going? Well, my week is going very busily. I'll just kick it off because uh, we have a wedding uh, in the midst in a few days, and I've been, uh, for the last month and a half, it seems like going at 110%. So next time you see me on this show, I'll be like. <sighs> Snooka Booker been out in the garden working and out in the, out in the yard working. Cole, what's been going on in your world? Everything's going good. Um, it's just been, we're waiting for the real spring weather to get here. We have, you know, we have every season, every day of the week. And so I think my week has been good as far as things going good, but the weather is literally just out of control. Oh, no. Yeah. It snowed in West Virginia today. Oh, like what is that? Hail. We had, we had hail balls, like the size of like little mini ping pong <laughs> balls flying around out here. Crazy. Uh, VP, what's going on in your week? Renee Montgomery, uh, Cole, put your camera down just a little. Oh, I was literally about to type that to her in the chat. No, we'll do it live. Okay, <laughs> okay we live. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Paul. Come on. Oh, I told. I said it already. You're, it's Renee Montgomery. Oh, he said what's going on this week. He said Renee, Renee Montgomery. All right. Oh, he's I'll trying see. to give you a congratulatory uh, for all of the. Uh, you know, <laughs> translate for him, Snooka Book. Uh, I wasn't. The, I wasn't he wasn't doing that. Congratulations. He wasn't doing that. I don't like her that much. <laughs> Congratulations on the NAACP Hustle Award that you got. Oh, never yeah. stop. Never and stop. Also, never settle award. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And also, congratulations on that great piece that was in the um, Soul of a Nation this week. So yes. that's what I think Paul was referring. <laughs> the picture of Nas should be in the back. <laughs> oh, that's true. The picture, I'm gonna put it, it's gonna be delayed. Can we get a slideshow. Everybody's gonna know next week is gonna be Nas because yeah, you're right. I should have done that. Um, speaking of, let me shout out just everything. So shouts to Lily Singh. She has late night with Lily. That's a oh, late night show. Yeah, shouts to Lily Singh, what she's doing on her platform, everything she's doing. Representation matters, and she's doing it to the umph degree saw the the clip about her crew that works for her and a lot of them are so excited to work for someone like her so that's kind of what she's like goals for me and then as you guys know the NAACP had the image awards um mm -hmm. shouts to Nas the legend just being so normal and what I say about normal is when you meet a celebrity you're like oh my gosh that is Nas like I know I can a be what I want to be and hey. so when, when you meet somebody like that I'm just like, yo, that's Nas, but he was so dope and so normal. And so shouts to Nas, BET, Hennessy, and then Soul of a Nation, Sean Trey. What's up? Shouts to her, Jamel Hill. Unreal. Like, I love what's happening now when stories are being told. You know, there's different types of stories being told that aren't the norm, that wasn't just the average story being told, and you see it now. So it's exciting. I'm excited to be a part of all of it. Woo, we did have a week. Also, what you see right here. It just says that the Renee Montgomery Foundation, as well as me and my everyone, you know, we just, it's kind of understood now. 
SB202 is unacceptable. Everyone knows it is unacceptable. You've seen uh, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta United owner come out, Suzanne A. Bear. She's part of our ownership group. Larry G, we all know we stand for the same thing. So as long as everyone knows that where we stand, I'm okay with it. But we're going to continue to fight. This is what this is what happens. You know, like it's not going to be an easy road. It's not like all of a sudden we want things to be better and they're going to be better. We have to make them better. All right. So we're going to move on now to scoreboard and Remote scoreboard is basically where we just talk about sports. We just talk about business. We talk about sports and business. VP lets us know everything that's going on in the world. What we got up this week? I think we need, we need some raining money this week because there's a Ooh, lot of money. Make it rain. I'm trying to look around the desk and see what I got. We need to get you some fake money and throw it up in there. <laughs> I need to get a machine. I need to get one of those little uh, oh, money machines. Need it. Oh, we need the Ben Baller one then. I need the Ben Baller. Ben, <laughs> your besties with Paul. We need that money machine. We actually used to have one in Minnesota that we would dance before the games to get turned up. And Lindsey Whalen would like make it rain on us all the time. So yeah, I need one of them money machines. Like let it fly. So when somebody's getting money, getting paper, we just let one out for them. Who's getting paper VP. So Francisco Lindor, uh, he's the shortstop for the Mets. He hasn't played one game for them yet. He just got traded to them. So he played the obviously spring training and stuff. And he agreed to a 10-year, $341 million deal. So imagine a team putting the trust in you without – obviously, you've seen him play before with the Indians, but before he plays for your, your team and you sign him for that much. That is – that's different. I'm going to say that's different. So he's, the, but, so he's now the highest-paid shortstop ever. But he's already been playing in the league, so it's not like yeah. this is like sight unseen. But to no, not even play one game with the team? Yeah. He's got a great agent. And it's New York. New York's different. <laughs> That's a great agent. New York is different. When you play Why? There. When you play there, New York media, it's different. You have way more pressure on you than in Cleveland. Yeah, I think that's why they got to pay you for what you about to have to endure. I think that's part of the check. When you go to New York, you got to get paid to deal with the New York fans, the New York media. I know plenty of the New York fans myself and that you should be paid to deal with that. But man, 10 year, 300 plus milli snooker booker. What are your thoughts about that? It's like a fantasy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's a fantasy. And also in New York, he's going to have to deal with that traffic. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like. Oh, <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, so, Cole, so is Vance going to play baseball? Oh yeah, we're 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 we, he's already got his pitching arm. Yeah, tell my <laughs> nephew Vance. Arm ready. Tell my nephew Vance to put down all things football. Drop it. Like, get into baseball. Let's have a shortstop, a pitcher, something. Like, let's do that because baseball is trending in the right direction. Yes. Just a little quick story. Uh, Roots, uh, your father, Ron Montgomery, that was his best sport when he was in school was baseball. But he could not go because his field was so far the distance precluded him from being able to get to practice so he had to just settle for football oh wow That's oh we're, well ron's coming on soon so he can... <laughs> when is father's day because i'm gonna have to have my ditty over father's day. yes yes next month oh well the next month I think oh, no never mind june i lied mother's oh, day when is diddy's birthday's next month i think what is his birthday may 9th Okay. It's the it's, one he celebrates. Yeah, because there's also that. Uh, that'll be another. That'll be a story we talk about on here too. VP, what else you got? Um, Cameo, I know you're familiar with it. They are now worth one billion dollars. They just raised another hundred million in in uh, funding, and Tony Hawk is one of the investors. Wow. Do y'all know what Cameo is? Yeah, I think I do. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Well, that's... Cameo, I think during the pandemic, I saw yeah, Cameo just, yeah. huh? No, I was agreeing, yeah. Yeah, blowing up. Like, during the pandemic, you just, I just felt like Cameo was just getting bigger and bigger. And what Cameo is, is basically, if you want a shout out from your favorite celebrity, you go to Cameo, and then you can pay for your celebrity to shout you out. There's prices, like, who was the most expensive? I think it's Money Mayweather is on it there. Was Floyd, it was Floyd for a 1000 but now more people have been doing that. Oh, so so Floyd used to be the highest at 1000 to get a shout-out from him. Um, how much would y'all pay to get a shout-out from your favorite celebrity, Cole? Like, would you pay $1,000? Oh, 
Oh, oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you, for me to pay some money, it would have to be like one. I'm going to tell you, it would have to be Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> Denzel. Denzel. What? Oh, yes, ma'am. If Denzel give me a shout out, I might have to consider breaking off some money. But I can't. y'all can have them. Snook, who would you break off some money to get a shout out from? Barack. Ooh. Those would definitely both be more than a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we said, and would y'all pay a thousand plus for that? I, I would uh, still contemplate. <laughs> I said, if I were to, that would be somebody I would. I don't know if I would actually go through with it. Like when it was time to push the button, I'd be like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's my daughter. That's my daughter. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna tell you right now. So I put a price up on Cameo, and Cameo told me, "Listen, you ain't popping that much. You need to lower your price." I, VP, you remember when that happened? For real, for real. I know a lot yeah. of people when I say things, people be thinking I'm joking, but that really actually happened. They didn't say that you ain't popping part. Just I don't wanna. I don't want fake news out we'll there. Just, but they really. We'll just say they said Renee was worth like twenty dollars. Real talk. <laughs> well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> Oh, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what's crazy about that. So your rookie card is going for hundreds, but to actually get someone to say hi to someone, they want you to put twenty. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that don't even that doesn't even equate to me. It's 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 how well women are valued differently, especially in sports, entertainment, and everything. And so I I I mean, it sounds like we're joking, but we really were being serious. I also said to VP. I'm not changing my list price so they can stop it. Um, but that's that's kind of how that worked. But yeah, so Cameo. And, um, and what was that list price? I forget. What was mine? What is mine? Do you remember VP? Oh, yeah. You put it at 100. And at yeah. that time, but at that time, that was high. But now, because not that many people, it's not. It, it was I had really, it at 100. And they told know, me that's too much. But but at the time, all this wasn't as big. Like Cameo blew up. Like that's why I'm saying. Like now, it like a hundred was kind of crazy at the time for like a lot of people. Yeah, I know it was. And, and to their defense, like a lot of people, I couldn't believe the prices that some of the people were up there for. But I just, for me personally, I had to set it at a hundred because I didn't see myself doing it if it wasn't like. I, even a hundred, I actually declined multiple ones because it's just like I didn't see myself doing it. Um, but yeah, Cameo. Cameo's different, but they making money, so they know what they doing, so y'all do you. What else you got, VP? Yeah, and I think for, like, like you, YouTubers and influencers, like, that's a great thing, but it's, like, different yeah. for professional athletes. Right. Or celebrities, whatever, and celebrities. Um, so our friends at Dapper Labs, is who are the creators of NBA Top Shop, just raised $305 million in funding, and now the company is worth $2.6 billion in – 25 athletes across NBA, MLB, and NFL invested, including Kyle Lowry, Stefan Diggs, Nolan Arenado, uh, DK Metcalf, and Andre Iguodala. Wow. And so I want to make sure I'm breaking this down correct. Did those 25 athletes come like make up that $305 million or were no, they just a part no, of fun. the group? Yeah, they're just part of it. It was a funding round. Oh, man. Because I'm just curious. I like to do the math and calculate. Dapper, call us. Hello, somebody. I know that the WNBA car uh, moments are coming out. Call your girl. They're okay? coming on we, soon too. They're coming out soon too. No, no, call no, no, no. Girl. The people, the people from Dapper Labs will be coming on. We'll oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are coming on here. So yeah, when they come on there, we're gonna full court press them, y'all. They don't know if they if they're friends of the show and they watch this, they might know. But I'm gonna ask them some questions about. The two lit crew, we love them. We want them to be a part of our family. They're killing it over there. I don't I mean, see no we, women on there. We don't see any women on there, you know, and that's, that's, this is the year of the woman. I'm just saying, but it's exciting. Like these companies, we talk about we're in a tough time financially, but boy, is there a lot of money flying around? I just read right? billions. This, that was billions. Would it be? Billions. Billions. But, but speaking of, have y'all watched that show yet? Have you finished the show yet, Cole? That was the first time. Cole. <laughs> like, but they don't make me lie to you on air. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> don't make me lie on here. I have not. I'm going to. I have not. I know. I, I searched for it. I couldn't find it for some reason. And I just forgot. I'm, 
I will. I will. I'm going to do it. Nookabooka, you need to watch it too. VP, have you gotten through the first two episodes? It's hard to get Paul latched on to shows for some reason. He's like not into TV. Yeah, no, I got some headphones now. So I, and then they, and then they stopped working. So then I was just like, Ooh, all these excuses. Well, we got some. Listen, I, I'm glad you said it. Oh my God. Ma, what you going to say? Let me just add this real quick about the uh, cameo stuff. I feel blessed that my favorite star has been shouting me out for years and years and years. Hasn't cost me a dime. And I love it every time she does it. So that's, okay. that's all. I like that snooker book. So who is that? You know who that is. Hi, Snook. Like, listen, so that's a that's a thing that I did all UConn. Everybody knows that after all my interviews, I would say hi Snook and Diddy. And so, oh my goodness, two weeks ago on air um for now Bali Sports, when I was calling the Hawks Live game, they had some fire beat playing. And I just went crazy on the ones and twos. Um, what did I say? <laughs> Oh man, but I don't know. But I said, don't come at a shook. And while I got a second, let me say, hi, Snook. I did that on air and they, <laughs> they lost it. They didn't know that I'm a low key ghost writer for these rappers out here. <laughs> what else we got, VP? <laughs> oh, you want the bonus one this week? Yeah, I want the bonus. Give me the bonus round. All right. So this is going to be our opinions. Uh, Rich Paul says that Allen Iverson's brand could have been a billion dollar business. Like, and he thought it could have been as like big as Jordan brand. So what do you guys think? Facts. Facts. Oh. I believe it. So you think Facts. he had the wrong people around him? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, you could not, uh, not bet on Allen, Allen Iverson. That boy was bad. And you know, you look at, you know, the league he was, he was playing for Philadelphia. He was not the tallest person in the world, not the biggest person in the world, but boy, could he hoop, he could ball away. And, and I really do think he, he was a phenomenal point guard in my day. Had I been a point guard, I would have been uh, trying to be Allen Iverson. I like that snooker. So, so are you a big Allen Iverson fan? Like this is know. like, I'm like really because you know what it is? I think it's because we know what the potential was and it's just sad that we never got to see it play out because his name was huge yeah. and he really didn't even, I mean, he, you know what I'm saying? It didn't get to go where it needed to go for, for to get the recognition. So I think that's what it is, is that it's like the great unknown, but you knew how good he was in the moment. So yeah, I think that's yeah. it. I mean, I think- I, I mean, he was also just popular just because, like, the way he dressed and his swag. Yeah, it was culture. Uh, he was a part yeah. of culture. Like, yeah. and I think, uh, uh, I don't think he gets, I think he gets brought up not in like the greatest of conversation, like the greatest ever of conversation, but everyone always says, like, like they always go to him as like his favorite, their favorite player. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he he would have, like, I think they could have really blown it up, like, if pretty much what they did with Jordan in a sense of a lifestyle brand. Like, so he was a lifestyle player. And so I think if he came out with everything that Jordan came out with, I see, I could see that blowing up. Maybe, I, I know that the Jordan shoe line, it's so hard to even play the what if game because we know the number one through 11 easy, like off the top of our head. But I think that, yeah, he could have been successful. What are you saying, Snookabooka? What you talk about? You really an Iverson fan. This is blowing my mind. Yeah, I'm a big Iverson fan. But, you know, as with a lot of athletes, athletes, sometimes they get in their own way, you know, of, of being as good as they can be or whatever. So I think that kind of happened with him. And, you know, uh, and one of my things is sometimes the press, you know, gets just some little teeny thing. And they, and they run with it. And they run with it and they run with it and they run with it. And Practice? Press, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, but, you're, you know. But, oh, but I would say too, like, uh, no offense to Reebok, but I think obviously if he signed, even if he signed with yeah. Nike or, or a D, even if he signed with Adidas he would his brand would probably be been bigger yeah and you know what that's a good point because a lot of athletes now are choosing that path that maybe has not been like done before so some athletes are choosing to go like not the nike route not the adidas route but back then it probably was better to go with one of those heavy hitters because just of all the things that was in place for that so yeah i think that definitely i didn't even think about that but i remember i had i had his shoes you know what i mean it's like 
even though AI, was, yeah like i had the shoes so i feel like did he even come out with more than one style of shoe i, I remember yeah. like one specific one so if he did come out with more i just remember that one one that was like the answer wasn't it called the answer yeah, yeah like no those, he had a couple he had a couple of signature shoes oh he had a couple of signature shoes so yeah maybe i mean listen what if they did it now like i feel like retro it now they, old is dope like yeah. anything vintage so he ha- they, they have came back but a lot of his old stuff is coming back like mitchell ness uh, just made his uh georgetown jersey and things like that and and then they made the shoe like you know to match it huh okay okay i like <laughs> them today people out here getting money so if you didn't it, notice on the scoreboard people are out here getting paper Okay, like I, we love to see it. We love to see it. And we're going to move on now from scoreboard to happening IRL and talk about success. So Quentin Richardson is, I mean, I love his story. He's probably, and we're talking about brands. Actually, it's a crazy transition because we're talking about brands and we're talking about, you know, the choices that you make. Well, Quentin Richardson was one of the first like crew to kind of be a part of that Jordan brand. And now he's a co-host of the knuckleheads podcast. That's done by the players for players tribune. Uh, Darius miles is his co-host as well. They're killing it. Like all you need to know is they are absolutely crushing, (laughs) killing it. Check it out. Okay. So how did you guys come up with the name knuckleheads? So uh, obviously it, uh, it, it goes all the way back to, you know, when we were uh, young boys in LA playing. We hooked up with the with Trevor Reeves' kids, uh, well, his guys at, at, in high school were at Westchester High School. And this was actually a celebration, you know, that they actually would do to, you know, to get hyped and stuff like that. And me and Darius kind of sparked up a relationship with those guys. So it started off as a tribute to them. Those guys were asking us to do it in the game and then it kind of took on a life of his own when the fans liked it so much. And, you know, here we are 20 years later and we, we kind of made the whole connection and hooked it back in and brought it back together. I love that. So you kind of hit on it 20 years later, you've known your co-host since AAU days, correct? So was this always like the plan? Like, were you guys always like planning to do something together? Cause this is like, I remember AAU days where we would plan stuff as a team. Like, you know what, we're all going to go to the same college that didn't happen, but like, was that the plan to always work with him in the future? I'd be telling a big fat lie. I mean, I, neither of us thought we would let alone be working in media or being on the media side of things after basketball. We never would have thought that. Uh, obviously, we knew we would still be friends, but we didn't know that we would be coming back and being able to do something and create something like this and have a platform. So uh, it's, it's definitely been a huge blessing for us. But I mean, I, I, we never could have thought we would be doing this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that it's a blessing because by just following you, you seem as a man of faith and considering your history is so beautiful, you had a mom that passed away of breast cancer in 92, your grandmother from natural causes, you had a couple brothers victim to gun violence. A lot of people are going through a lot in these troubling times. What would be your advice to stay up and, and, and just make it through the storm? That, that that's it, man. You just have to, you just have to endure and persevere. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest, you know, beliefs in my life that you know everything does get better. I mean, like I think I'm a walking example of that. A lot of things can happen, a lot of bad things can happen, a lot of tragedy can go on. But I mean, if you're able to endure and you got a good, strong circle around you that can help you endure, because you need help when you're going through it. But if you can endure it, I mean, everything gets better, and you just have to stay strong. I love that. And you talked about needing help. And so for me, I, I'm going to actually shift gears because you and actually your co-host, but you were signed with the Jordan brand. And can you tell me about a story when they said, like, what, what did Jordan say? Why do you have all this A1 stuff on her? What, what was going on with that? So, uh, you know, this is this is right after we got drafted. Uh, well, not right after, but a little couple months after we got drafted, but before the season. And Mike used to always have his uh, his fantasy cap for kids out of Santa Barbara. And, it was, you know, it was at Santa Barbara College where, you know, uh, they would stay overnight and things like that. And a lot of the top players in the country would come there and be like the, the staff. They would be the, uh, the, you know, the counselors for the thing. And then it would be great counselor games that night. So this was one night. After everybody come together and hoop and we play the counselor games, you after the after the game, after the pickup games, we icing up and everything. And we were in the middle of contract negotiations. So, you know, we had, obviously we were Nike grassroots guys and everybody we were expected to be with them. 
and and one was strong then. They were coming strong then. They were sending us a boatload of gear, boatload of gear. So you know, we young kids, we just show up and all yeah, this. He was stuff. rocking it. And so right, so after the thing, we sitting there icing. MJ looking at us like, "Yo, man, like, what y'all doing? What's going on?" And we like, "Man, he's like, I thought y'all were Nike. I thought y'all were Nike guys." And we like, "Man, listen, our agent Jeff, you know, he told us that they, you know, they trying to work out the deal." And Jeff, MJ was like, "Don't worry about it." Y'all be with me. And I was like, we didn't know what that meant at that point. But, you know, obviously, 1918, we excited. We like, Mike got us, you know what I mean? But we didn't know what that meant. But obviously, he, had, he was only one year into the Jordan brand. We were we were there for the second year. And I've been involved with them ever since. So it's been, I mean, to have your childhood hero handpick you and tell you, like, that you're going to be with me and wear my brand and endorse my gear. Like, you're talking to a kid from Chicago who, who never was able to afford Jordans until I got started getting them for free for my AAU program. So for me, that was like the, the, the most amazing thing ever. I love that. So let's talk about a first purchase. And you're this young kid, you're getting courted by AM1, Nike, Jordan. What was your first big purchase? Like, I'm a big baller now, not, not the big baller. But I'm saying I'm a big baller so I can afford this. What'd you get? So... I had to say like this back then in 2099, you you had a you had a rookie like a, a it was like a fake baller starter kit, right? <laughs> you had the, <laughs> it was like I'm serious, it was like a starter. You know, how you see the memes like the little you know it was like I got an Escalade truck. It was a 2000 Escalade. I got a necklace, and I got an earring, some earrings, and I got a watch. Who did the jewelry? Who who did you get the jewelry from? There were famous jewelers back then. So who who was you getting jewelry from? Back then, this was this was it wasn't Jacob the jeweler, it wasn't the Iceman. This was this was Dave Limmerman. He was kind of in the NBA circles. A lot of people knew him, but then kind of like uh, I moved on to Jason of Beverly Hills. But back then, the first person I got jewelry from, me and Darius, we had these these big piece medallions. Like, <laughs> yo, when my pops first saw the bigger, pops, the better. It didn't matter if it looked crazy or not. You just wanted it to be big. We, hey, we was coming in under AI, babe. We was AI's little bros, and we was watching Bubba Chug. We like, I got to get me a big chain like that. So that was yep. the vibe then. I love it. All right, so let's talk Let's talk about NBA a little bit because there's a lot of new rules coming in. So one of the first rules that caught my attention was that players can't hit the bars and clubs just because obviously they can't be anywhere where there's live events, more than 15 people. How do you see that going over when teams are actually in their market? I mean, you know, you know, like I know, somebody gonna do it. Somebody is gonna do it. I, I listen. I, I hope to God nobody does, but we just know. We know that the temptation is there, and it would be too much like right if somebody not not one person didn't go to a bar or something. Or we we just you know that's just one of them situations where you just sit there and you you just sit back and watch and wait and see what's gonna happen. But it's gonna be somebody. It's going to be something. And there's been a lot of debate, obviously, with the draft. And we're talking about coming fresh in the league. We know that Melo Ball just got drafted number three. Who do you think is going to have the better career? Melo, Lonzo? I'm going to throw Jello in there because their dad thinks that Jello's better than Zion. But who do you think is going to have the best career out of the Ball brothers? I don't know, man. To me, that's an unfair question. To me, I mean, I, I wish I wish all of them the best. I mean, I'm I, I think I think the, I think Levar takes a, a lot of heat, but I think he should be, I think he should be praised, man. I mean, how many people? Listen, let me stop you right there. I actually we have a segment on the show called Remote Roses, and like that's where you show love to somebody killing it. Um, he was our guy on last week. I'm saying like he's a dad because a lot of people when he was saying stuff in the beginning. They were like, oh, my God, you're crazy. And Jello just got a contract from the Pistons. So officially, he has three sons in the NBA. That's what the man said. That's why I gave him roses on the last episode. So I am acting this actually honestly because I, I literally just gave him roses because he, he said all that. He talked all that talk, but they in the league now. Listen, we don't have to like the way he went about it or the way he talks or nope. whatever, but you have to take all of that and move that out of the way and look at what has happened. Like, how many people can say they have three in a row? Like, three, like, and then right. two in the top three. That's never happened. Two go in the top three. Like, listen, man, whatever. So that's what I mean by skill set alone, because, you know, like, Lonzo is the better passer. Uh, let's say Melo finishes around the basket the best and Jello, he's a defender, he's physical. So I'm literally talking like sports wise, 
who do you think's career will have longevity and who will be like the better player once it's all said and done? Well, I mean, right now, um, I don't know. I mean, Melo, Melo seems to have a, a huge, huge upside and a lot of potential. So, I mean, just the, just the sports analyst and the, and the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the sports guy, I mean, former player me, I probably would say, uh, just just if guessing, I would say LaMelo has the, the, the higher trajectory just by his size, his skill set, and the ability to be able to do so many different things. And, and like like you say, he's coming in brand new, fresh. And, you know, Lonzo's yeah. dealt with a few injuries here and there. But, I mean, what we've seen for Lonzo is, I know his dad said he was better than Steph Curry and stuff, but, like, the kid came in and averaged, like, 11, 6. Like, his points were, like, it was crazy for a rookie. It just... It had that loud noise over here, so it kind of got under under underscored yeah. for what it was. But Lonzo, Lonzo is a is a is a great point guard in this league. I mean, I think he has a great I chance agree. to be star and, and be really really good in this league. I think his defense and his passing is elite. Like people, like I know the shot form and everything. Everybody gets on that, but yeah, his defense, his passing, his court vision. I completely agree. So now I have a question. So you were a part of the NBA Christmas games before, correct? Yes. Okay, so what was that experience like? Because for me, a part of our family tradition is to watch the games, but what is that like being a part, just having to prepare on Christmas Eve for a Christmas Day game? Like, what is that like? Do you do the presents before you go to the game? Like, what, what does that day look like? I what time you what time your game is. But we had, fortunately, we had a, a kind of middle-to-the-day earlier one, so it was like you just got it out the way earlier, and then you got a chance to go home and enjoy everything, and you watched everything else that was going on. I wasn't in the situation where I did it a whole lot of time, so. No, I know, but it's still, you did it. We're not going to diminish. I don't care. You did it. And by the way, he's amazing. And I got to see when they went on the NBA on TNT and just watching D Wade and how they talked about just how they were the OGs. Quentin and Darius Miles were the OGs to, to, to D Wade and them. I mean, it was pretty cool to watch. So these guys been killing it. I wish him nothing but success. And we're going to move on now to one of my favorite segments. It's just taking hold of me because I like games and I like suspense. Remotely top shop. Get into it. If y'all aren't into it, you just heard they're making money. They're a billion dollar company. So even if you aren't into the digital moments, the digital things, you should be interested in things that are trending like up, up, up. It's trending up. So let's see what we have today. We are going to open another pack today. By the way, we're going to be introducing a game soon, soon that remotely top shot is going to turn into a game and it's going to be a way to win the moments um, because I like playing games. I don't know what to tell you. We like games around here, but for today, we're just going to open them like normal. I'm going to let Snook and Cole pick the order. Snook a book will go first. It'll be the front middle or last one VP. Let's get it popping. I just want to add in uh, Nelly was also signed to Reebok with, with Iverson and <laughs> Nelly actually beat Allen Iverson and horse while Allen Iverson was drunk. Oh, I'm glad oh, you well, added that in there. I I, look, say, look, I like that. Well, in. And like, no disrespect <laughs> to st- Nelly. It was probably still a tight game. <laughs> 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 it wasn't no blowouts. <laughs> underlay, underlay, mama. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> tell you what nelly has withstood the test of time an athlete okay yeah he's that he's all of that so nelly big shouts to nelly he's he's a friend of the show he's probably up there with the uh best i mean rapper athletes okay oh i i agree i agree he's very athletic oh look at look at we got a variety look at this here i'm so excited y'all see what's happening here we are dating NBA Top Shot, okay? Like, you see how, how this is going on. So, y'all pick where uh, – actually, we're not going to do cool cats. I'm going to save that for something special. So, we remember last week when I said, hey, Paul, do we have any cool cats? And he was like, no. Look what we got in there right now. I know you see cool it. Cats. We got us some cool cats now. So, let's go with the pre-order base, uh, the 12 common packs. Let's open one of them common packs up. I want to save the cool cats for a special occasion. Oh, man. Okay. I just, I feel LeBron James. Is it possible to get LeBron in the common packs? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, Series 2, Release 21, like, I don't know if there's a certain people. I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know what the list is. Snooka Booker, which one is LeBron behind? 
Well, you know, my favorite numbers are one, two, three. So I'm really, really at a quandrum right now. So let me do, <laughs> let me do two. Paul, what does number two hold? Okay, Evan Fournier, it's a layup. Let me see what Evan Fournier doing. Okay, it's a little fillet. Okay, Fournier with the fillet. That is, that is, that is, I'll take it. I like it. I'm not feeling those jerseys though, but. Yeah, those are, what are those, the the city editions? Alternate, I don't know. Alternate jerseys. Okay, Cole, which one, which one is LeBron behind? He's behind number three. All right, come on, Bron, Bron. Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, I like this. Jared Allen, let me see if it's a good beat. Beat it, boy. All right. That ain't bad. Oh, 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 oh. That ain't bad. And that's close to Snookabooka's birthday on January 20th. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, what's behind door number one? There's got I I think he's one of the most underrated players. No, he's great. Actually, he did. He killed us when we played against him for the Hawks. Come on. Oh, Phoenix Sun. Devin Booker. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Chris Paul assist. I'll take that. I'll take this. What a Chris Paul assist! My BP said. Oh yeah, that's a Mm, that's nice. I'll take. I'll be left his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah, and that game was. Wait a minute. Who was that game against? Let's go back to that. Dallas. Oh, by one point too. That's what I thought. I saw a buzzer beat. I saw it like. Was that the game winner? I wish it was. Woo! One point game. We love to see it. Shouts to NBA Top Shot. We're going to be giving a couple of these away. Oh, yeah. I think that was. It says Booker's uh, late triple part of his 24 point night iced a February 1st victory. So we got a game winner in our collection. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I ain't mad at that. (laughs) I ain't mad at that at all. We'll be giving away two. I think I'll be keeping Devin Booker. I don't know why you're not leveling up. You just keep on being at 40. We got to level up. What is this? We're not getting like, yeah, what What do I got to do? I'm just, a, I'm a street baller. Okay. Street baller. You got to join the discord. I got to join the discord to level up. I'm already in a discord. So I, that just means I just got to say a little something, something. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, this is, this is exciting. But wait till y'all see the game that we're going to play. It's actually going to be really fun. So stay tuned. Might not be next week, but it's coming soon. Um, Hi, Cash App. Uh, one more thing. Let me see. <laughs> Remotely one-on-one. I'm excited because we like winning around here. We like winners. This guy, Mike Evans, let me just break it out. Mike Evans just won the <laughs> Super Bowl. He just broke a gazillion records this season. I mean, every time I turned around, I said, Mike, you broke another record, and he's so casual about it. When you see us talk, you'll see how humble he is. I had to let him know, you just won a Super Bowl. He was giving away all his stuff after the game, and I'm like, Mike, you didn't want to keep anything for memorabilia. He got a tattoo. He shows us. He had just gotten it inked. Check out, Mike. I always like to ask the successful person, which is you, what they saw themselves as when they were younger. So what a young Mike, did he see himself as an NFL player? Like, did you want that when you were young? Not NFL, but I definitely wanted to be a pro athlete. You know, I wanted to play basketball, play in the NBA. Uh, Dwayne Wade's my favorite athlete uh, growing up. So I always wanted to play basketball. Okay. So as you, so you basically grew up a two sport athlete and you felt like you probably gravitated more towards basketball. Well, what age when you were like junior high, was it high school? What age did you become like that standout? Probably when I got to high school, you know, I knew I was good, um, you know, when I was younger, but I had a lot to learn. And then my body, you know, grew and, uh, you know, I got, I got some size on me. And then, uh, how, how far, how big did you grow? What kind of growth spurt did you hit? My freshman year, I was always like kind of one of the top guy, top, top, um, the tallest in the class. I mean, and um, uh-huh. when I got to high school is when I grew to the tallest. So when I was a freshman, I was six foot. And then sophomore year, I was six, four. Oh, my God. And then I grew one more inch what? after that. And then. So you got you had to have been a little bit awkward growing into your body at that point. But people just started to recognize like, OK, this kid is athletic. And you were killing yeah. it at that time, basketball and football in high school. I was I played football ninth grade, but I stopped playing. Uh, I just focused on basketball, and then I picked up football my senior year again. 
Um, so. So uh, that got you a scholar. You went to Texas A&M, right? Correct. And so you you played football basically two years and went to Texas A&M. I played middle school and little league, but I didn't play tenth and eleventh grade. I played one year on varsity. Yeah, I played one year of varsity football and um, you know decided to play football at the next level. What? Okay, so what was that like? Just, you know, because I came from West Virginia, and so I'm small town, small city, and then I go to UConn, which is like the mega of women's basketball. What was that like going from high school, that jump high school, to now you're at Texas A&M? Johnny Football was there with you Mm -hmm. during your time. What is that like? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, My college years, I had some of the funnest years of my life. I'm sure you can attest to that. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you have, three national championships? Well, I have two in the WNBA, one in college. Yeah, one? Okay, nice. They almost win every year. I'm I'm a huge UConn fan. Diana Taurasi is my favorite. Diana Taurasi is my favorite of all time. Shouts to the OG Goaty. She's yeah. actually going to be in Space Jam. Shouts to the GOAT. But what yeah. was it like on campus? Texas A&M. Now you're playing there. You know, y'all have a good program. As I talked about, Johnny mm-hmm. Football came. He's the quarterback. Like, what was it like being on the national stage now? Like I said, it was great. Um, I learned a lot. I registered my first year. Uh, you know, sat behind some really good receivers. You know, had some good coaches there. And, uh, you know, everything just started to pan out for me. You know, uh, my body started getting stronger. I started understanding the game more, able to read coverages, uh, being more physical, got, got faster, and, uh, you know, just took off. And it was, it was a fun time. I love that. And uh, so I don't know if you know, but uh, I have this one because it's the Beast, and I, it's an FCF league. Johnny Football is playing in the FCF league now. Have you heard about the league? Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I like the uh, the two point conversion is a one on one. I like that. I like that. That's a cool the idea. One on one. Yeah. And so, like, just speaking of that, so you you had an unbelievable season. I think every time I turned around, you were breaking another record and another record. And so, what was it like before the championship when it was like, oh, okay, Tom Brady's coming to our team before the season? Like, what was your initial reaction? Like, did everybody kind of know, like, oh, it's on, like, we're about to be that good now yeah it felt very surreal um you know tom brady you never think he's going to leave new england in the first place no but then he ends up in tampa bay you know we haven't made the playoffs in it was like 12 or 13 years or something like that i'm not mistaken and he just changed the franchise around it was it was unbelievable and like, was it an instant culture thing? Because a lot of people have a question, like, you know, because it's really bizarre. Like, it's not normal, I should say, for an athlete to be amazing in one team and then go to a whole new different program. Like, what is it? Like, did you feel the effect, the Tom Brady effect in practice? Like, because you were there the year before and then the year when he came. So, like, did it feel like you guys were, like, championship or Super Bowl or bust? Like, what was the team mood, I would say? Everything that he brought, it was very infectious. Uh, him and Gronkowski as well, uh, two really big key free agents for us. And they, they brought that winning pedigree and that winning mindset. And uh, we just, you know, we fed off that. You know, we were hungry. We wanted to accomplish what they had done before. So uh, it was, it was a, a great mix. And uh, hopefully we can do it again next year fact um i'm wishing for you so you were breaking records i think you what let me make sure i read this the only player to ever start their career with seven straight 1000 yard receiving like i'm telling you you had a lot of accolades have you even had a chance to kind of just take in winning the super bowl take in the amazing season you had like have you taken that in yet uh the the record it, it had um you know i've been i've been working on that for a little while but the super bowl uh, is a little newer uh you know i've never even been to the playoffs until this season and uh you know we went four straight games and win it all on our home turf uh which was amazing uh, to be the first team to ever do that uh it hasn't really sunk in yet you know, but i know one thing i i want to win another one you know i like yes, this feeling sir. but it doesn't it, it's amazing but i can't even like put it into words like it hasn't even sunk in yet well so you talked about it. i'm glad you brought that up because like I, every championship, I've won a championship in my city. And so in 2015, we won in Minnesota and then Prince right. invited us to Paisley Park. What is it like in Tampa after you guys win it? Like, is the streets crazy? What was that moment? Like, did you even get to see the streets or I know y'all had a boat party, which I'm asked about next, but like, yeah. what was the city like? 
I mean, after it was it was a crazy night in Tampa. <laughs> crazy night. Um I got on my party bus with my family and we went straight uh, to the house, uh freshened up and then went out. Uh, I had a little private um a family party, nice. but it was it was a great night and then the, the boat parade. I didn't Tell me about that. the boat parade. Who has a boat parade? First of all, like, who has a, it was genius, honestly, in the times of COVID and a pandemic. It was, it was actually genius because I remember when the Lakers won in the bubble, they were pretty upset that they couldn't have like a celebration moment. But you guys yeah. figure out a way. What is a boat championship parade like? I've never had a normal parade, championship <laughs> parade, but yeah. I feel like all championship parades should be a boat parade because <laughs> I was not I was not expecting that I was not expecting did, the whole what? the whole city of Tampa was out there Renee That's crazy. it was crazy I, I thought it was gonna be just a few people we we're gonna ride around uh a little bit on the boats we rode long and it, so many people people in a boat on jet skis big boats it was crazy Tom throwing the trophy now tell me about because we all <laughs> saw Tom throw the trophy like what in the world? Like, is that normal? Because I think a lot of people were surprised to see Tom having fun, yeah. you know, because they see <laughs> athletes as these like stern, you know what I mean? Robots. Yeah. But like, is that norm? Like, does he chop it up and have fun like that? Or is it only fun at the end for him? Well, he doesn't he doesn't party and drink or anything like that, but he's a very oh. down to earth guy. And he's, he's a cool guy with everybody. Um, but that boat parade, everybody was was turned up. Oh, yeah, as you should be. If you win a championship, you have a right to be turned up. How long were y'all on the boat? I'm just curious. Like, how long did it was the about last? Maybe two and a half to three hours, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Super Bowl champion Mike Evans. Really crazy. Imagine having the Super Bowl the first time you go be in your team city. So, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I mean, I can only imagine how wild that is, VP. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was seven or eight seasons in a row, so he's the first player ever to do that, uh, to start his career. Even though that sounds weird, being in your seventh or eighth year to start your career, you know? But yeah. seven, so 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 pretty much uh, it looks like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And two, <laughs> since I know you're not going to say it, uh, he actually said that he was a fan of you growing up at UConn. To make yeah, you feel that, old. That was kind of <laughs> crazy. Whenever athletes that I feel like were peers, they they quickly allow me to know that they were looking up to me as I was playing in college. And I was just like, what? Um, I mean, I'm thank you, but I felt like we were like the same. And so then I realized that maybe I am. Renee's kinda, young at heart. I'm, <laughs> really? I'm very young at heart. So when people say they look up to me, what is that uh, Andre said? Kid just says he looks up to to me that just makes me feel old i don't feel old though thank you mike renee the rapper mike. today <laughs> like i'm feeling Hitting it bars like, all the whole you know, like, i'm feeling all right feeling my prediction dead. for 2021 renee will be in a rap video this year Ooh, that actually no that's a cheat code because you know you know people that i'm starting to be cool with and i feel like that's like insider nah, no Okay, well, I'm just that's saying that's definite. how I'm feeling today. Everybody from the 313, put your hands up and follow me. All right, so listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm having fun today. Everyone guys. from the 304, just look out. We're out the door. Everybody from the 304, you better watch out. Snook's coming through the door. All right, so listen, Snookabooka is coming through the door. We have remote roots where she gets us together. Snookabooka educates us. She got like arts and crafts she's doing this week. I think I heard a little blimp of it. Introduce what you got going on this week, Snookabooka, for remote roots. Okay, so today I'm going to do a little uh, demo on how to put together a charcuterie board. Oh, and, charcuterie board. Uh, charcuterie. Couture, it's a French term. And basically it's a uh, appetizer board that the French use. It has salamis and deli, deli meats along with cheeses and other fruits and things of that nature. So uh, this week coming weekend coming up, my daughter's getting married here at the house. And so I had to come up with a COVID friendly way of serving appetizers rather than the whole usual spread that I would put out. So I decided to do these charcuterie uh, jars. So 
Check it out. Charcuterie jars. Check out my snookabooka. Back to these charcuterie jars that I'm doing for the wedding. Okay, so you see I have two jars here, and I've already added the uh, pretzels with the peanut butter, the uh, walnuts. I have some praline um, pecans there, and I have some bourbon walnuts. They've already been added to the jars. So all I have to do now is add the pretzel sticks to each jar. And then I've already prepared, so I wouldn't be in a rush at the end, uh, these sticks that will go into each jar. So here are the, uh, these are the prosciutto, and it has an olive, uh, Greek olive, uh, piece of cheese, and the prosciutto is wrapped around the mozzarella cheese. So we'll add one of those to each jar, and then we'll go, and I have also one with some salami. It has the same thing, a Greek olive and a piece of cheese at the end. So we'll add that to the jar. And one to this jar. And then, you know, that's a lot of protein and everything in here. So we need to add some fruit. So I have some grapes that have that already been put to the stick. So we'll add a grape to each jar, like so. And then for a little color, we'll add the strawberries. So there's that strawberry and that strawberry. So when I finish, all of these will be put onto the tray. Let me just move these two over this way. And so, there, oops, there you have it. And so when we finish, they will all look like <laughs> like that. I, I can make those. <laughs> okay, Paul. Well, maybe the next week you can do one and show us. So uh, we can Paul, next week, I I'll love that. Next week, VP, I want you to show us your charcuterie board. And Snook, actually, I would just like to add that I actually think that Paul is really good with this stuff, this snack stuff. Like, I saw him. Didn't you make a pizza that was a heart? Or you did something, like, with the pizza or oh i made like a, a real pizza bagel yeah he does like he actually makes oh, yeah. stuff. yeah he does a lot <laughs> i can't wait till he invites us to his crib up there in connecticut and, and <laughs> yeah. i got alan iverson's coming to the crib too oh well hey that <gasps> makes it <all> better <laughs> You know, honestly, if, if VP threw a party, I think it could be lit because he's really casual friends with like crazy people That's like him and Ben the Baller. He literally just got Ben the Baller on TikTok. Then he got Ben the Baller verified on TikTok. Then you, I go on Twitter. I'm just scrolling my timeline, minding my timeline business. And I see Ben the Baller shouting out my VP like, yo, thanks, Paul, for getting me together. And I'm like, this is like, are y'all really friends? And then Paul is like texting me in the chat, like, yo, um, when you trying to set up that uh, interview with Ben the Baller, I'm like, y'all are really cool like this. This is crazy. So I actually think if Paul ever decided to throw like a PG Sports 50 year anniversary party. Whoa, like, we'll be too old then. Oh, 25 year. What are you at? I felt like you're like at 20 right now. He started. No, when he was I was like actually five. before Corona. I was thinking of, I wanted to actually do that for 10 years, but it's Corona. So Corona, Corona. Well, Corona is going to be over. We have to be positive, you know? Oh yeah, so, Corona's going to be over. But what so year? You just did your ten year. Yeah, next right? year, twenty twenty two. Sure. All is throwing a party. Whatever. Twenty twenty two will be the delayed ten year anniversary. Hey, twenty twenty two is a good number. Twenty twenty two. Yes, I like that. And can we just ten year? That's what I'm talking about. You're not even that old, Paul, to be at your ten year anniversary. Year. That's why I said fifty year anniversary because he started when he was like twelve. It seems like, but yes. So yeah, you'll uh, just say ten plus, and we'll go with that. There you go. Snook is really trying to get this. Snook, you trying to get this? <laughs> Snook, are you gonna, you want to be the event planner? You want, you want to be the, the event planner now that you, you planned out a whole wedding? <laughs> I didn't do all the planning now. I just I was just the heavy lift. I did all the work. <laughs> Nache is a good planner. And yeah. Nache and Kimberly can plan your 10 plus year anniversary. And then the thing could be COVID got me in a sense of you was going to have it at 10 years, but COVID got you. So here we are anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> Snookabooka, thank you for showing us your chakra. Charcuterie. 
Yes. Thank you for that. All <laughs> right. All right. All right. All right. We are moving on. And so for remote roses, we would like to welcome in Erica. Erica Ayala, please. Thank you for joining us on Remotely Renee. My two lit crew is here. My sister, Nicole, my snookabooka, um, VP, you know, Paul. What's up? Welcome to the show. Oh man, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be on. I, I got the whole two lit crew here. You amazing. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Okay, so I want to just talk to you for a second because you're a journalist. You're in the women's space. So just talk to me about that. We see now that we're starting to get a little more traction when it comes to women's sports and in the media. You've been in the space for a long time. Can you just talk about it? Sure thing. I mean, you know, I grew up an athlete uh, playing basketball, softball. I mean, I was watching them UConn teams come through being from New York. Um, and then I got the opportunity to cover sports later in life. I, I started as a, a nonprofit youth leadership development advocate. That's where a lot of my background comes from professionally. And I think I bring a lot of that to women's sports as far as just being able to empower other people and, and elevate women's sports on the whole. And there is definitely a lot of that work that we still have to do. I know y'all have talked about the NCAA tournament and all kinds of things. That's why I love watching the show. Y'all are talking about business, uh, you know, talking about history, all of that good stuff. We still yes, need to Erica. do a lot of that. Yes, come through. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. And so you've had basically 15 years of youth social justice experience where tell me about that. What is that like? Because a lot of people don't even necessarily know what that could be. Yeah, absolutely. So I've had the honor to work with the Children's Defense Fund for a number of years, even while I was in college at Elon University and then a few other places here in New York. And basically what I do is I'm not necessarily a policy writer, but I work very closely with people who write policy and advocate for policy to be passed at the local, state and federal level. What my role is, is to bring in um, young people in particular is the work that I did, but also community members. And there's so much power in the collective voice. And that is a lot of the work that I would do is to really be the ears on the, the eyes and ears on the ground and make sure that young people in particular always felt empowered and that we were amplifying the things that they have a very unique perspective on. And that when we were advocating for policy, that we weren't missing things that were really important for those in community. I love that. Okay. So I know you, you see this right here, right? Do you know anything about SB 202 and why a lot of people are asking what makes it unacceptable? Do you know anything about it? I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't, but a lot of people like to give their opinion about it. So if you have an opinion about SB 202, I'd like to hear it. I don't have a specific opinion about SB 202, but I do think it's important that we have conversations about voting rights. And there are so many things that people don't realize when it comes to voting rights that really are residual effects of white supremacy and racism, uh, Jim Crow laws, segregation laws. And unfortunately, we're still seeing a lot of that. So I'm not, if I'm being honest, um, updated on the intricacies of this particular law, but I think that all the more reason why we need to continue to amplify the work that the WNBA has been yeah. doing, that Stacey Abrams has been doing, and so many people um, that have come before them as well. Erica, I mean, killing it. You have a, a bachelor's <laughs> in political science, a minor in African-American studies, and we can see it. Thank you for joining us. Yes. We're ready to wait, play. Wait, 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 wait. I got, I got a two-part Mets Ooh, question. Yes. Oh, okay. No, there's go. more. <laughs> opening day. Opening day. I mean, the Mets aren't playing as it turns out. You know, we still living in these Rona times. But yes, I'm a huge baseball fan, too. So how, how do you think the Mets are going to do, and what, and what do you think of the the Lindor contract all right I'm gonna keep it real <laughs> I've been a Mets fan long enough to know that regardless of what I say it's not gonna pan out that way <laughs> so I'm not even I'm gonna plead the fifth whole hog I mean, <laughs> see these big contracts we're still paying Bobby Bonilla okay like I'm just saying I know enough to know that I'm just gonna be happy today is the happiest day <laughs> Of, of a Mets fan's entire season, opening day. We are 0 and 0, no losses. <laughs> opening day. So, so guys, if you guys, I know you guys don't know that much about baseball, so I'll just put it they're like the New York Knicks. 
Oh wow. Okay, oh, so okay. <laughs> what do you want to say? That, that's oh. all you know. <laughs> okay, so look, it's opening day. I guess I haven't even said it all show, so thank you for that. It's opening day for the Braves as well, uh, this past week. Let me just tell you, Fox Sports is turning into Bali Sports, so now I'm employed by Bali Sports. A little rebranding going on, but it is, baseball is here. Another story is that uh, the Texas Rangers decided that they were going to go full-fledged and have 44,000, they have 44,000 capacity, and they said that they want to pack the house, all 44,000 seats they want filled for opening night. Joe Biden came in and said, hey, you guys, that's probably not a good idea. Um, we're in a pandemic still. We're not through it just yet. And then the Rangers responded. Their manager responded and saying, you know what, President, you're right. This probably isn't necessarily good for the CDC guidelines. So we're just going to do it for opening day. We're going to keep it the same. We're going to fill it with 44,000 people and we're going to wish for the best. He basically said he also said he hopes the fans wear their masks, that they're safe and that all 44,000 of them just behaved the best way possible forget the beer forget all the antics that usually happen at a sporting event be responsible all 44,000 of you that's kind of the rangers stance so I just thought I'd mention that baseball's here people okay we are here and what else is here are some scores oh America, my I don't know if you know the scores so I like to do them beforehand <laughs> so everybody knows VP's at the top of the hill with your girl with four total yeah I still gotta do the background check on that Listen, sore losers around here. Snookabooka has three, and Cole really needs your help, Erica. She has one. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What do you have for us? Hit number one for remote roses. All right. Here we go. Uh, this particular person um, liked to raise animals as a child, specifically chickens. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is different. Okay, keep going. I like it. I like it. All right. I know y'all talked about honorary degrees a little while ago. So this person has a lot of honorary degrees, but specifically the one I want to shout out because my sister went here and was at this graduation, uh, got an honorary degree from Boston University, a doctorate of laws in 2018. Wow. This person raised chickens, then got a doctorate. Okay, I like it. Any guesses yet? Uh-oh, I don't like when I I'm think sure. he's writing. Hit number three, I All like right. it. Let's go, let's go. Um, this person uh, really enjoyed, like most of us did, Pharrell Williams' Happy, and uh, a few times went viral dancing to Happy. Wait, oh say that one again? Oh my gosh, I feel... Ah! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Serious? Let's go. Let's go. I got, wait, hold on. I got my March. That was the other hint. March, a two-time author, including the series March. I had to come on here and hold it down. I didn't even know y'all was going to be talking about voting rights, but John Lewis. Yes, John Lewis. Okay. I thought you put John Legend. Let me tell you, I didn't know. I need to know which clue made you think John Lewis. It could have been the happy dance, was it, Ma? Now, how did you get? You That's saw him I, dancing to Happy? Oh, I love it. I love it. Clap if you feel. Yeah, he was dancing to Happy. I got to listen, John Lewis, girl, Erica. You know you did something with that you one. Just right. right. That was John. Right. Lewis, congrats to Snookabooka on winning. John Lewis, I love it. This is for, if, I don't even know if I have enough roses for how many times that he's been beat up, been locked up, had to march, been thrown out of somewhere, been called something that's not his name, had to be somewhere for someone else to stand up, had people threaten his life i just there's so many different things john lewis legend from atlanta yep. creator of getting into good trouble if you don't know what that means that means yes. that sometimes the norm may not be the right thing i think we're seeing a lot of that right now john lewis sometimes the normal thing may not be the right thing that's called getting into good trouble we know that he's a living legend here in atlanta Erica, this is a couple of these. Erica, this is for you. Yes. For what you've been doing for 15 Policy. years. Policy. Yes. One, two, three, four, it. five. Yes. 
15 years with the Kids Youth Advocacy. And this is for all the other people that have stood for something, even when it didn't affect them, stood for something, even when they could be harmed, stood proud and stood strong, 10 toes down. John Lewis! Yes! Yeah. That's so, that was yes. a good one. That was a good one. I, now I'm going to have to go and look this video up because I have to. Yes, you got to see. <laughs> yes, now you get the little, you know, a little shoulder shake in there. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I had a few people that I was considering, but I'm always, one of my favorite parts of remote, Remotely Renee is when Snookafucka comes in with the history. Oh. So I was like, I gotta hold it down. I gotta hold it yes. down. And John Lewis just seemed like the right choice. Everything that the WNBA yes. has done, and I, I love the the voting, uh, the voting platform that the WNBA had, but also have have asked WNBA players, what are we gonna do to get the John Lewis Act signed? Unfortunately, it is still not signed. It needs to be renewed. John Lewis, unfortunately, we have lost him. He is now an ancestor, but there is still so much work to be done as is um, apparent in what is happening in Georgia right now. Yes, yes okay, yes. and my hat's off to you for uh, educating people about voting rights. When I used to teach, I used to ask students, you know, about voting, nobody voted. And I would say, well, are you upset about your financial aid? And I would bring some of the community level things down. They said, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. I said, oh, yes, it does. Yes, it starts it does. at the top and it trickles down. So if you think that voting doesn't affect you, has no impact on your life, if your roads got holes in them and all of that, it all comes from you not putting the right people in office. So that's, that's all I got to percent y'all see my snooker book where y'all think i got it from come on now let's go <laughs> erica thank you thank you thank You're you awesome. so much love your choice yeah, snooker book oh score update <laughs> three-way tie alert snook me and vp with four of them things cole sitting at one cole you could have had this one all right listen you should have <laughs> You right. I, I could have had that one. I, I if I had known the man loved happy, I just could have <laughs> The other clue was he used to give out Coca-Colas. He used to love giving Coca-Colas out. I did you know that. Dang. All right. See, I was I, that was the next one. That was the next one for you, Cole. Were there any more hits? I want to hear all his roses. All right, let's see. I, I mentioned chickens. Of course, the big one would have been that, you know, brother went to jail multiple times for, yes. for that good trouble. That was the yeah, last one. That would have got me too. I had that oh, book. Once out, we but... heard that, we would all be like, what did you say? Good trouble. We would, like, <laughs> we would have been trying to write it fast. Yes. Erica, seriously, thank you for what you do for the community, what you do for yes. all of us Please in continue. women's sports. And thank you for, yeah. for educating yourself. I have to start telling people that now because when people educate them, educate themselves, it makes everything better. So thank you for joining us, me and the two lit crew on Remotely Renee. Thank y'all. Have a good one. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Y'all be good. Thank you. That was dope. Dope, 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 dope. Oh, it's getting fun around here. Okay. John Lewis, we get into good trouble all the time. Look, she didn't know that that was going to be there today because I didn't even know. I was, when I was setting up, I slide through my photos and like, hmm, which one do I want to put? I put that up there. Then she came with the John Lewis. Things just work out when it's right. Okay, when it's right, things just work out. Congrats to Snooker Book on getting one of them dubs, okay? <laughs> and y'all catch us next week, man. We're having fun. Have yeah. fun with us. Every week we have fun while connecting, while being remote. See y'all next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.